All right. What is up, Skirtbag? How you been, dude? We're live, baby. I've been fantastic. How about how how about you? Oh, dude, I'm good. What did you do this weekend? What, what were you getting into? Obviously, played some golf on Saturday. Um, I shot. I think Dylan Mayo and I rode together, and we both shot a 100. So, not great, but it was fun. So, definitely seen worse. I've definitely shot worse for sure. Um. I've gotten my – I feel like my average score is down to, to like, a 97, 98 right now, which I'm, I'm happy because, like, it's been forever since I've seen any sort of increase in my golf score. But Jake played amazing, dude. He shot an 87. I think he had – I think he shot – I think he parred seven or eight holes. I think he parred eight holes and only ever bogeyed the rest. Like I don't, Or he had one double bogey, I think. Jake played really good. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday – what did we do Sunday? Oh, Saturday night, we had our first little get-together at Clay's and I's new apartment. Um, Jake, Riley, Jess, and Maggie. I think that was it. And Clay, obviously. We all, yeah, dude, Maggie made like four pounds of spaghetti. Like a literal wedding tray of spaghetti for everyone. Because she was like, well, there's... Dude, she was like, we're going to have like a lot, a lot of people there and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then we didn't realize how big four pounds of spaghetti actually is. Like, I still have the tray in my, my fridge. I've been eating spaghetti since Saturday. Yeah, it's going to get um, out. You're going to get sick of it. I'm already sick of it, but it's like there and free. So I've just kind of been sucking it up. Yeah, no, I feel that. But, um, yeah, we did that Saturday. We watched the Yanks get smoked by the Red Sox. I don't even want to talk about that. Um. And then Sunday, just kind of had a lazy day. Hung out, watched the Yanks get smoked again. Chilling, chilling. Chilling, chilling. What did uh, you get into this weekend? Uh, played some golf Friday. Got super hammered. We went to Gamblers. So, it's me and Jason against Timmy and AJ. You said Timmy's nice with it? Timmy is nice. He played in high school, but, like, he hasn't played a lot since. But now he's getting back into it. But, dude, 100 yards, kid's money. He's putting you within 10 feet of the hole. All right. Yeah, that's that's like a. Were you guys playing scramble or? Yeah, well, yeah, we were just playing like best ball between the two of us. Oh yeah. And like they definitely beat us. I think we won like two holes on the front nine, Jay and I, and we won like three or probably like three on the back nine. But yeah, that's improvement. They smoked us. Um, but like Jay's not very good. I've played a few times. My back was hurting. I had like this little joint in my back after hole six, and it was like every time I swung, and I was like, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Is that is that your oblique? Nah, it's like behind, is that what that is? Like, I don't know. Oh, like by your kidney? Yeah, but like behind that too. I was just swinging too hard. <laughs> Grip and rip it, baby. Yeah, yeah, but then I got uh, absolutely bodied. I don't even remember coming home. My mom and dad came and scooped us. Cassandra and her friend were there. There was a bunch of kids there, and uh, Cassandra was like, "Dude, you were so drunk last night." She was like, "You were just like, but you were just sitting there. Like you weren't yeah. an asshole. You were just sitting there." And I was like, "Woof." <laughs> thank god yeah. did you guys uh stop and get some mac and cheese from wawa on your drunk ride home no nah, my parents brought us pizza oh, clutch dude yeah. your parents are so clutch with that drunk it snacks it's, so it's unreal <laughs> um, woke up fully clothed shoes and everything had to usually signs of a great night early like had to leave my house at, like 7 a.m early for what to go look at houses look me and sandra looked at five houses and then came home and then was like doing yard work, bro. Oh man, dude, that does not sound like a great hangover Four day. Rolls around, and, boy, I was a hurting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. And then Sunday, Lex and I went up to uh, City Field for Mets Phillies. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, we're, so we were like, we're pulling in, and I'm like, you think I want to get any shit? Like, you think any of these Mets fans are going to give me a hard time? And she was like, no, nah, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah, honestly, I don't think so either. And uh, I was like, I hope not. I don't feel like talking to people. And, um, <laughs> so we get there, and we're walking through the parking lot. We get halfway through the parking lot, and this dude's like, hey, yo, Phillies guy. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> But I turn and I see it's a dude in a Phillies t-shirt. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Some positive and chirping. He's with his girl in a Mets jersey. Like, oh, we're like the same. We got the same going on. <laughs> uh, that was uh, funny. That was fun, dude. We had great seats. Um, Who won that game? The Phils won. So love that. Yeah. <laughs> split the series. Split the series 2-2. Two, two. So, um. It's not like, you know, we're dicking on them. We're just – Right. That day. Although, on Saturday, DeGrom was pitching. He's got like a .5 ERA. It's, yeah, it was .69 nine now. Yeah, he scored two on him. on him. We put two on him. All right. Yeah. yeah. That so, takes his ERA from .5 to .69. <laughs> hey, we got to give him that six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all out of love. But, no, nah, that was fun. It was a good day. Good weekend overall. That's awesome. Love a good weekend, man. Ever since I started my job, my Monday to Friday job, I've appreciated the weekends so much more, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's my whole thing is, though, they're just they're too fast. They're too fast. Oh, we yeah. need a federal bill signed that makes weekends Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, that'd be so bomb. Monday through Thursday is fine for work. Like, nobody's going to feel too overwhelmed with their work week. I mean, some might, depending on what type of job you have, obviously, because, you know, just different stresses what for each job. Okay, well, but still. Would you be willing to do 10 hours a day, Monday through Thursday? That's 40 hours. No, nah, I don't think so. I think that's too much in four days. Well, just eight, dude, eight times four, 30, what, that's 32, 32 hours in a work week. Like, that should be a standard work week, I feel like. That's like the perfect balance of work. Yeah, bro, capitalism. Well, at, well, yeah. You got <laughs> to work until you die or retire and then just exist for the remaining 20 years of your life yeah you know you gotta gotta work gotta make that bread and shit i saw a meme the other day and it was like uh it was a picture of a guy and a monkey and the guy was like pointing at the monkey and he was like haha such a stupid creature and the monkey just goes bro you're literally the only animal on this planet that pays to live here <laughs> that is <laughs> that's right right like like every other animal like, like bro we're just chilling we're chilling. We got some, you know, I mean, unless you're in a zoo, we got our freedoms, bro. We don't have to worry about paying bills or stressing right. out. If we want to mate with someone, we just like flex our bird wings or whatever animals do and be like, all right, I guess we're fucking now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that'd be a problem if uh, gorillas had bird wings. I mean, maybe. <laughs> be pretty cool, yeah, but it would be an issue. This gorilla is. Pretty much getting to the point where he's in the Stone Age, and now this motherfucker can fly. Are you shitting me? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Yeah, okay. we don't want gorillas. We don't want we don't want flying gorillas, bro. They're already too smart. Funny, this girl that I used to work with, she were homies. She posted on her Instagram story a text that her friend sent her, and it was like, "Are gorillas really fast, or are they just super strong?" And I replied, "I was like, yo, gorillas are so fast. I was like, not like a cheetah, obviously they're not the yeah, fast, but like." Faster than you. You can't outrun a gorilla. No shot. 
Usain Bolt's getting hunt, hunting down by the by a girl. Easily. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you just imagine what that would look like? It's just a human running away from trying to run away from a gorilla. It wouldn't last long. Like the gorilla's just on all fours, just <laughs> just like four strides, and it's already got you by its neck. Yeah. Two legs. You think two legs are gonna go just as fast? Okay. Right. Right. Two little tiny like pencil length legs against uh, an eight hundred pound mammoth. No gravity. No grazi. Take the mammoth every time. <laughs> yeah, if, if this is if this is a betting game, I'm taking the mammoth every time. Uh, all right, let's get into it. All right. All right. So first on the dock, we got College World Series. Did you see what happened to NC State? You had to with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you peep. So they had to play against Vanderbilt with thirteen dudes. I yeah, and you can't play a baseball game with that many people. They lost. So oh, they played that game. Yeah, they played that game. And then they lost. So now they're in the loser's bracket. And now they got to play more games. So they go, and they're forced to forfeit. Yeah, then that's wild, like, dude. Nah, you guys, are you guys can't play. You guys are beat. You can't play. You guys have to forfeit. And uh, now you're out of the tournament. They got bones. Yep. Dude, they were doing so well. Yep, and it's like. You know, I was talking about how they're, I want to pick them to win the whole thing. Yeah, weren't you watching their game last week when we were doing this? Yeah. Dude, it's it's wild because, like, I get it. Like, there's certain protocols you have to go through with COVID and all this shit. But, like, everybody in the stands is not wearing a mask. Everybody's not vaccinated. Like, what? Like, use your just use your brain, bro. The safest place in that entire stadium is on the field. Because, you know, you're at least five to six feet away from everybody at most times. The people that are going, they're not getting tested. Right. So, so, like, what are we even doing here? Right. It's just – it's literally just them, like, they just stole their chance from NC State, dude. Like, yeah. it's so fucked. And I saw someone say, like, if NC State wants to put up a banner this year, I won't argue that. No, never. No. I yeah, it's fucked, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I picked NC State to be the winners. What the fuck? They have a banner. Doesn't that count? I actually was trying to find College World Series outright champion. I was going to put money on him, and I couldn't find it on FanDuel or DraftKings. I said, fuck it, I give up. Really? I would have threw down on Vandy. Probably for my own good. So, yeah, so now we got in the College World Series, we got um, Vanderbilt, right? Right. Mississippi State. Miss- Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. I think Vanderbilt's got it in the bag, dude. They won last night, like 8-2. Yeah. I think that was the score. Uh, they're playing right now. I think they started at seven. Right, and uh, was it tonight's game or last night's game that was delayed or something? Wasn't there like a pretty long delay? I don't know. Don't have a clue. I thought I saw something about that, but I don't know. I haven't been following the College World Series like I normally do. Um, I don't. I think it's just because of how like just thrown back at the whole Yankee situation right now. I am that I'm just been so like not interested and. Not, not that I'm not interested, just, like, fucking, like, how are, how are the Yankees this bad, dude? How are the Yankees worse than every team in the College World Series? Well, I wouldn't go that far, because, like, the Rockies and the Orioles still exist. But, <laughs> but, dude, it's bad, man. It's a bad time to be a Yankees fan. And it sucks because, like, obviously Yankees fans always have high expectations, like, every year. I would say higher than normal just because of the fucking, obviously, like, the team that they're supporting. But, like, we have a championship-caliber team for the past four years, and we haven't done shit. And it's, like, now we're, like, the worst we've been since, like, 2016, but with championship-level players. And it's just so fucking frustrating, dude. 
like day in and day out. It's like I, dude, I don't want to get into a whole rant, even though I already kind of have. Go but, <laughs> but, dude, it's like I know nobody has sympathy for Yankees fans because we're Yankees fans, right? Like, I get it. Like, we've we've been a winning franchise for as long as I've been alive, for the most part, except you know for like what, the Jack, past I'll ten years. For you. Here's here's what you're gonna get for me. Okay. Yeah, it sucks. It's more than we usually get, so you know what I mean? I'll take it. <laughs> but, dude, you know what sucks right now is we're in a state of – this is what I'm going to end the rant on, but the Yankees are in a state right now where we started with firing Joe Girardi because he was too hard on our players, essentially. Like, that's – I'm recapping, but that was pretty much the premise of why he was let go or whatever. Right. And now we're in a spot where there's no accountability throughout the entire team, like – GMs, any any type of level of anything in Yankees world. Like nobody's like, yeah, um, we need to make changes, like we need we need to do something to do what we're doing. Everybody in the in the Yankees organization right now is like, oh, it's gonna work itself out eventually, but it's been like two and a half years. It's not working itself out. And that's what frustrates me, dude. Like the fact that ownership can't be like, all right, this isn't working, like we need to change something with our lineup, whether that be less power hitters and more guys that can spread the ball around anybody fast, like some pitching. Like we took chances on pitchers this year, like Corey Kluber and Jameson Tyone. Tyone's been sucking a huge wiener. Like he hasn't been anything like that. He could have been obviously like that's a gamble. So I get it. Kluber's hurt until August. So like, dude, just anything that they've done to make changes has been atrocious and it's miserable. End scene. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> end scene bro i had to get that out because it's it's bad man and i can't just like i sit at work and just like contemplate yankees universe and i just like i need it's like therapy dude i need to talk to somebody about my struggles as being a yankees fan right now <laughs> the Phillies aren't very good either yeah but it's like I don't have you guys story for you. right but you guys don't have the type of team the yankees have like we have like at least six to seven players that should be like all-star level players, dude. Like the like the Phillies have some. They have probably four or five guys like that, like with Didi Bryce and yeah. But no, I'm not saying like they're bad team, but like the Yankees have had a championship window open for four years now and haven't even made it. Haven't even made it to the World Series. Yeah, the Phillies aren't a championship contending team. They right, they're still they're still a good team and they have potential to be. But the Yankees have been at the same level for four years now Dude, and haven't done anything with it. Didi's been hurt, like, all season, right? Yeah. This bull, Ronaldo Torres. Ronald Torres. He used to be a Yankee. Bro, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know, dude. And we let people like him go because they're like, oh, he doesn't hit 450-foot home runs every third right, at bat. Right, but he's a good hitter. Right. Dude, he's batting, like, in the 270s, I think. Yeah, dude. He's just having, a little a little slapdick hitter. It's nice. Spot, just hanging out down there. Right. Getting little oppo field singles. Like. The Yankees don't have anybody like that, dude. You know, like, not a single person. The guys that should be doing that for us are Brett Gardner and Tyler Wade, and they have done dick all, all year. We got So, Bryce Harper's hurt right now because he got fucking smoked by DeGrom. Um, so, we got this boy, Williams. I don't even know his first name. Maybe it's like Luke or something like that. I don't know. Something Williams. Luke. Um, he was playing for him the other night. He – it's – so, Bryce Harper hits a single – Alec Bohm cranks one into left center, double Bryce Harper scores. And then, so Williams comes up to just 
bunt to get Bohm to third. Beats out the bunt. Like, great bunt. Beats it out. Bunts for a hit. So, now we got first and third. Nobody out. And then um, the next batter hits one, like, too softly to – or it was like – no, it was different inning. Bases loaded. He's on first. Two outs, right? Right. Somebody hits a – whoever's batting hits a ground ball to the shortstop. So, it's like, all right, go to second. Get that out. Call it a day, right? Beats it out. Dude, hits a, hits a shortstop. <laughs> he had just a, a mean secondary lead, and the dude is so quick. Beat out the throw from shortstop to second. Jesus, dude. Yeah. But, like, guys like that that can just kind of get on base and get shit popping and have some wheels, they can help you out. They, they, more, they do more than that, dude. Night, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got smoked 12-4 last night. So By who? The Reds. Oh, man. The Reds are a nice little team, dude. They've been yeah. kind of being – not I wouldn't say quiet, but, you know, they've got a little bit of power punch to them. Yeah. My boy Austin's a Reds fan. He's talking about he, shit in the group chat. Is he the one that played baseball in, in college and came down to Myrtle at one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's down yeah, to yeah. Yeah, Wig hit me up last night, and he was like, yo, it's Wig. Like, we're in Myrtle for the week. And I was like, bro, we uh, might go to the Pelicans game on Thursday night. It's – um obviously, you know this, but for the listeners – it is the affiliate, single-A affiliate of the Cubs, and they do dollar beers on Thursday night. So Jake's birthday is Wednesday, but um, he's going to be with his parents, I think, or Riley on Wednesday night. So I'm thinking we're going to do something like that. That sounds dope. You know Austin? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's what they said, or Wig said. He's like, dude, we're definitely down. And I was like, yeah, I kind of figured you would be. <laughs> Yeah, no surprise. And then I told him he was like he was like yo we're at Tuna Shack right now and I was like dude you gotta get the chicken tender basket it will change your life shout out Tuna Shack sponsor us the shit is amazing best chicken tenders I've ever had in my life and he goes he's like bro you gotta stop talking and hanging out with Kenny so much on that chicken tender shit and I was like bro I've been a chicken tendy vet I I know my shit yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah deep bro like in in my deepest vein chicken oh. tender juice just flowing. Yeah, today they hit up Dead Dog and they went to uh, they were on like some boat thing. They were drinking on the boat and then they go like a pontoon. No, nah, it wasn't a pontoon. It was way bigger than that. It was like a charter boat. They just hopped on. Dude, it was like them and like three other people and they were all just getting fucked up. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> on a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, dude. All of them sent us a snap, bro. Kid was tore up. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could have spent my Tuesday like that. But, all right, so we got a little NBA action. We got the Bucks just beat the Hawks. They're up 2-1 now. They're playing tonight. They started like 8-4. Trey Young is hurt, right? Uh, He sprained his ankle, but he came back. It didn't look that bad. I think he's fine. Oh. A little tweakage, but probably a little sore, but nothing too serious. He's playing, I think. Um, He better be playing. I just put him in a parlay. Better be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to win some bread. <laughs> Trey Young, don't do it for yourself. Do it for me, my parlay. I know. Did you see Chris Middleton snap the other day? No. Oh, dude, he had like twenty in the fourth quarter. Finished. God damn. Bucks win. Damn, dude. He outscored the Hawks in the fourth by himself. Is this the year the Bucks win a finals? I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I really like the Suns. Yeah, me too. Me too. They're probably my favorite right now. Chris Paul deserves a ring. Devin um, Devin nice. Booker's nice, yeah. I love Devin Booker, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, I hate liking things that people like. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't put him as like I, he's not like a. I'm getting behind Devin Booker. I'm starting yeah, like you can still get on the Devin Booker train now and not be looked at as a hype beast. I feel like. 
Because, like, he's still young. He's still got a lot to prove. He's absolutely mashing this playoffs, but... Dude, all the shit about everyone saying, like, oh, is he the next the next Kobe? He really, real life, might be next Kobe. Yeah. He's on that fucking train now. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Still Bane of the Random Roommates podcast compares Devin Booker to Kobe. You're going to get dragged on Twitter, dude. No way, bro. Everyone in the media is doing it. Kobe, yeah. Devin Booker... Um, him and Kobe had, like, a super long conversation and stuff. Kobe signed a pair of shoes for him that said, like, to the great one. And then on, like, the, the other shoe, it was, like, be legendary, something, something, something. He got be, be Kobe. legendary tatted on his forearm. He's like, every day I don't feel like getting it. I just look down. I see, like, I got it in Kobe's, like, handwriting. Like, I see that. I go, I get my ass in the gym, and I work on my fucking shit. And he, like, just the way he carries himself, bro, and, like, the way he is in interviews, he is, like, the such, like, the demeanor of Kobe. It's scary. Dude, that he's is terrifying. Now, bro, he's just, like, mid-range jumpers, you know what I mean? Like, turn around, like, fade away from 10 feet, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit that Kobe was doing. Yeah. Was very similar. And, like, so calm under pressure. He had a, he had a buzzer beater halftime three the other day. Like, Took a little handoff, pull up, let the man fly past him. There's 3.1 on the clock when uh, when they inbounded the ball. Pull up, let the guy pass him, drains a three, lets it go with like as soon as he lets it go, the buzzer goes off. But like, had the composure to just be like, oh, I got enough time, let me fake this guy. Mm. You know what I mean? That's very Kobe-esque, man. I miss watching that motherfucker uh, play ball. Yeah, me too. Most dudes are just letting that fly though first. Right. They're like, gotta right. Get before gotta get it goes. off. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I like I like Book a lot. I've been seeing a lot of good things about him lately, and the kid fucking balls. All right, so hypothetical, Suns Bucks finals. Yeah. Who you taking, and how many games? Suns four two. Four two. Yeah. You don't think the finals go into a game seven? Maybe. I don't really trust Giannis and the Bucks. That's the thing. See, I I didn't before this playoff, and I just watching them him play and like the Giannis, way he carries himself. Giannis, it's a different feeling. A, Giannis is a slightly better version than Ben Simmons, but like not much. Yeah, I mean, like he really can't shoot that well. Look at his fucking free throws, bro. He can't shoot that well, but Giannis in the paint, I think, is a like a good bit stronger than Ben Simmons. I feel like Giannis, Giannis within like ten feet is a lot more dangerous. More aggressive mindset. Yeah, he's definitely way more aggressive. But their skill set is like so similar. Pretty much the same. Um, yeah, I see that. And it's he's not that good. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off the most about Giannis is the amount of time it takes this man to take a free throw. Yeah, bro. There's so many memes have been born from just him. Just used to see him like bouncing the ball. Yeah. Setting up, bouncing the ball two more times, setting up. And James Harden that one time just yelled at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was so funny. And, like, before the ref gives him the ball, he does, like, a little, like, a practice guy. He's like, all right, okay, now yeah. give me the ball. Okay, now a couple more practices. Let me bounce this shit. Yeah. I feel like Giannis has got to be terrible to play golf with. Giannis is the guy you go golfing with, and he takes 15 practice wings just to shank at 15 yards left. Bro. We're golfing the other day, right? Yeah. And there was a group in front of us. It's uh, like three dudes and this one chick. 
And the chick's taking, like, she takes, like, seven practice swings. Nobody in front of them. Like, they're not waiting for somebody to get off the green or something. They're from. She takes, like, seven or eight practice swings, like, lines it up a few times. Taking forever. Dude, the ball goes, like, 10, 15 feet. <laughs> and then same thing. Like, takes all the time. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my she God. barely get out of the tee box. The dude is, like, teaching her how to swing while we're going. The, like, there's a line backing up behind us. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. watching us tee off because we had to wait for them to get out the way. Right. And That's so, the worst, dude. Dude, it was terrible. But eventually, they were just like, you want to play through? And we're like, yes. Yeah, we do. 100%. I'm going to hit this ball straight into left field. But I'm going to hit it 300 yards, so we're good. <laughs> Actually, it's on – we passed them on the whole – we were playing gamblers. You know, whole, like – I think it's six where it kind of goes, like, out to the right and then it goes to the left. Like, the green's kind of to the left, but there's water that sticks out a little bit. I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest. The only hole I remember is that par three, that short par three with a little creek through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only hole that I can, like, actually remember. Yeah, this one, it's like, it goes, like, straight out, and then it kind of goes to the right, but there's water that comes all the way out to a point, so it's, like, in front of the hole. But you can, I've driven the green there before on that hole, so I was like, yeah, let me just crank this bad boy and let... Is that the one, is that the one that you hit the green when we were playing, our Four Loco night, or Four Loco day? Yeah, it was a par four, too, right? And you just, like, dunked it on the green? (laughs) No, 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 no. different course, different course. Oh, oh. We played, we played this course before we packed for OBX. This is the one that's, like, right by my parents' house. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the one we played with that played random with twosome. Two random kids. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're thinking about. Yeah, but I did drive the green there. It's, like, the opposite of that and add water. Like, it goes the opposite way and add water. <laughs> All right. I can see it. I picture it in my head. And I was, I was like, yeah, just let me, let me just crank this bad boy. I didn't drive <laughs> the green, but I dinged it off of, a, off of, like, a post that was between the cart trail and the fairway. Yeah. And it right onto the fairway, dude. <laughs> perfectly perfectly played. Yeah, Those so are the best, I, uh, dude. So then I scold my wedge shot, you know. As you should. Um, similar situation though, when we were playing this weekend, it was five of us. It was me, Mayo, Jake, Austin, and Andy, Jake's dad. Yeah. And um Jake and Austin were playing in front of us because the guy at the beginning of the Ranger was like, You can't play five, like it's busy today and we're like yeah like we got you we're gonna play two separate but i mean obviously like two or three holes in you're gonna group up and play so we play the first hole at behind them and we get there and the people in front of jake and austin it's just three of them but they're the the, literally the slowest golfers i have ever seen in my life not even that they were taking like a bunch of practice swings and like you know eyeing up balls that they're never gonna hit the green regardless they were just like walking everywhere and taking their sweet ass time blah 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 so we just kept playing like with them as a fivesome and the ranger at the beginning of the day who told us we couldn't play fivesome hits us on like hole eight or nine right before the turn and he was like super like barely could speak old like he was like you know old old you know what i mean like, like shouldn't probably shouldn't be working at any sort of establishment old like he was Not old yeah, right. And we our tea time was at like seven forty in the morning. So like this dude was like you know up and at him, like yeah. ready to start his day, and he was struggling. So he comes up to Mayo and I when we're taking our second shot on like hole eight, and he was like, "You can't play a five some." And Mayo just looks at him and goes, "Well, sir, it would be a lot slower if we weren't playing a five some because these people in front of us have been playing hella slow all day, 
and we've been up their ass all day. Like, if we split off now, like, the people behind us are just going to be waiting for another group of golfers to play. Like, we're yeah. playing fast and blah, blah, blah. And the guy just looked at Mayo for, like, half a second. He was like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> just sounded so <laughs> defeated. It was so funny, dude. <laughs> we're like, hell yeah, dude. I think his name was Clark. We're like, good shit, Clark. Like, That's the not having to stick up your ass. It's a cow farm. It's a cow farm. <laughs> Have you watched any of the Euro? Yeah, I watched Spain-Croatia. Crazy-ass game. It was a good game. Well, it's funny because I was watching it. I, I had it up at work like when I was doing stuff, and I was just listening to it. And it was – I think it was 1-1 when I left to go get lunch or go do something at one of the golf courses or whatever. And I came back, dude, and it was in the 92nd minute, and it was 3-3. Three to three, And I was like, yo, what? Like, this has been – what? <laughs> I was like, I was not – not expecting this at all so when i saw it was in the 92nd minute i thought it was an added time from the first 90 i didn't know it was already in overtime so i'm sitting there and it's like 92 93 94 and there's like been a bunch of chances i'm like yo like this is gonna be nuts and then it gets like the 96th minute i was like yo how much added time is there like not realizing and then by like the 98th minute i was like okay this is definitely like an extra time like we're gonna i'm here until at least 120th minute yeah and uh yeah and then spain just took just took a yeah i think it was who was it was it marata marata scored the scored the game winner did you see that it was a nice ass goal dude he took it down and just fucking buried it yeah that was a nice goal i honestly we were talking about it the other day in our group chat when i was like yo croatia's kind of sneaky dude like they're a sneaky good team and then when i saw them tied 3-3 with spain i was like i knew it like i knew they were gonna at least battle this game and i, I was low-key rooting for croatia to come out of there with a dub but Spain over a huge team like that. Yeah, but Spain hasn't been the same nah, in the past still, past few years. They've still got a lot of good talent, though. Right, right. They've got a lot of good players at each position. It's kind of more just like a chemistry thing. Yeah, I feel like with them. So then the other game was France Switzerland. Did you watch that game? Um, I caught the last the penalty shootout. I didn't catch oh, like most. Okay. I saw the first goal and then I saw the penalty shootout. So France were up. 3-1, and Switzerland scored two in, like, six minutes to tie it to go to overtime, extra time. Yeah, I wish I saw that part of the game. That would have been crazy. Um, yeah, but nuts. Switzerland moves on, and Mbappe with his PK save to end it. His That PK was terrible, dude. It wasn't very good. No. It's like, you, it's, it's like you're, if you're going to put it that towards the middle of the goal, just shoot it in the middle of the goal. Like, putting it yeah. slightly left or slightly right is the worst possible penalty. Yeah, you either got to be in the corner or high or in the middle. Right, or down low, like, but buried in the corner. Yeah. But, like, dude, you know the goalie is going to go either way. So, like, if you're taking a penalty like that where he's just barely putting it left, you know he doesn't. he's not going to have to do anything. He's, he's already going to be there. Right. All he has to do is guess the right way, and he's there. Okay. He seemed pretty bummed about it, though. Yeah, he's still young, dude. He's going to have so many more chances. Yeah. But, like, you've already won a World Cup. Like, yeah. How, I mean, I'm sure he's upset, obviously, about the outcome, but it's like Euros, World Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what? Yeah, that's also true. He could have kept them in it. That's also true. And And that's usually. If he if he keeps them because it was either score or go home at that point right like it wasn't Switzerland wouldn't have had another chance. Well, they would have had if he scored. If he scored, they would have had another chance. But yeah. And then if they scored, it would have been over, right? Or would it just been going back and forth? Back and forth. I think it was at the point where it was like one. Next next miss, yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Did you watch the uh, Portugal game? Who'd they play? I forget who they played. No, they played Belgium. I didn't watch Belgium. that one. AJ called me. He made paella and had some of the boys over, and I was like, <sighs> all right, I'm literally in the Lincoln Tunnel on my way to City Field. I'm turning around. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, that was a good game, too. Um, they were obviously my team that I was rooting for because of Ronaldo, but Ronaldo. yeah. they uh, That was his, probably his best uh, team, like, Portugal-wise, that he's had. Yeah, probably. I mean, they've never been very good. They've never been very good, and they finally had some young young talent with uh, was it Jaden Sancho and what's uh, his name? Sancho's English. Jaden Sancho? Yeah, the black guy with the black guy with dreads. He's not English, dude. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's, he's Jaden Sancho, the young. He's he plays for Germany or Dortmund. He plays for Borussia. Yeah, or right. Germany. Jesus Christ, Borussia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety percent sure he's Portuguese. All right, I'm ninety percent sure. I'm hundred percent sure you're wrong. I'm looking it up. England needs Sancho for Euro 2020 clash versus Germany. Jaden Sancho. Oh, he. What, bro? I'm thinking of someone else then. Oh, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, was it Ronaldo Sanchez or something like that? Who's the guy? Who's the. Oh, yeah, Renato. Renato Sanchez. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he is a stud. Um, I still, to be fair to you, though, I still wouldn't have guessed that Jaden Sancho was English. Well, I would have never guessed that. Because you're racist. Why, why does that make me racist? Black dudes can't be from English. <laughs> can't be from English. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I just thought he was like, not even from like Africa, just like from one of those like outer islands, like Portugal or something. But that's, dude, uh, San, San, Jaden Sancho and Ronaldo Sanchez or whatever his name Renato. is, pretty much the same. Renato. Yeah. Pretty much the same name. <laughs> It is. <laughs> um, did you see any of today's games? No, I was out at the golf course like all day today. So we had England, Germany. It was like a deadlock all game. Sterling scores to go up one nothing. Kane scores to go up two nothing. England win two nothing. Mueller should have scored. He had a breakaway and he just put it wide, completely missed. Yeah, I heard he's uh he was looking pretty washed. Yeah, for sure. And then but then he's been around a minute, so. We had Ukraine and Sweden in the second game. And that game went into extra time as well. It was 1-1 at the end of uh, full time. They went into extra time. Zinchenko had the first goal for Ukraine, the Man City left back. Yeah. He scored their first goal, and he had a beautiful assist on the second goal to win it. In a, in Ooh. Yeah. So good day for the City boys. Sterling's yeah, Sterling and Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Goal and assist. Not bad. Wish I could say the same for my Madrid boys. Yeah, but they're all buns. Half of them don't even play in the Euros, though. True. They're all over in Brazil or fucking South America somewhere. All right, so what we've got left is we have we have Belgium and Italy. Is that the next match? Like, is that a game or is that yeah. just like, oh, that's going to be a great game, dude. Did you see the Italy, uh, Italy game over the I weekend? See the last one. It was good, dude. It was, uh, I think it was 1-1. For the longest time, and then Italy scored, uh, like the first five minutes of added extra time. Oh, really? Not added time, but like it went into extra time, and then they scored like almost instantly. Yeah, and they had like some header called back. It was crazy. 
right, then we got Switzerland and Spain. I think you gotta think Spain's gonna take it, but like yeah, like you never know though. Switzerland just put up three on France, the defending World Cup champs. Like yeah, is that is that is that is that a is that a sign of like what they are, or is it just kind of like an anomaly? Like we put up three against France, can't do that again. I'm betting on Switzerland, bro. Their odds are gonna be so nice. Give me that. Give me that. Um. Then we have. Honestly, I don't even know what this one is. Oh, Denmark. Denmark and and who is it? Republic. Czech Republic, right? Yeah, I hope Denmark win, dude. I've loved it. Yeah. Since it, went down. Right, they've been my second favorite. It. Yep. To see it. I hope they. I haven't win. watched any of their games since he went down, but like every time I see they win, I'm like, okay, like yeah, yeah. bet, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then England, Ukraine is the other one. Gotta think England's taking England, that. England's going through. So then let's say so then it would be England, Denmark, and then probably Spain, and then either Italy or Belgium. I think maybe we get like a England-Belgium final. I would be okay with that. Maybe we get a Denmark-Belgium final. Belgium-Denmark? Yeah. I feel like an England-Belgium uh, final would be a little more enticing to the neutral fan. But I would love to see Denmark in the final, dude. Me too. That would be awesome. I think Italy can make it too. They're a little underrated, I think. No, they haven't given. Up, they've given up one goal, I think, the entire tournament. Yeah, they're really good. That's they awesome. are really good. Oh, you said underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. So, is soccer the most racist sport in the world? One hundred percent. Got to be right. At least, uh, I don't know if it's because of the magnitude that soccer is portrayed. Like, right. it's a worldwide sport, so there's more, obviously, like, chances for that shit to happen. Because, like, you're not going to be like, oh, dude, this uh, guy in the Chinese baseball league said something racist, like, to the left fielder or some shit like right. that. Like, nobody's going to be watching that. Right. So, like, there's not enough eyes on that sport. But I think it's... I think it's only the most racist sport because of the amount of people across the across the globe that yeah. like watch it and play it. All the time, there's like very often there's major clubs in the world who are having to play games in front of no fans because of like like some racist shit. Racist, right? Yeah, and like their fans are throwing bananas at people on the field. Yeah, and it's like, dude, what 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 is this? The 1940s, bro? Like you're at a soccer game, like enjoy it or don't. Like, stop being... It's not fucking life or death. Like, I get it. Like, fans like to be passionate and stuff. But the fact that you're bringing any sort of, like, racial thing into any sort of sport, let alone, like, you know, the most popular sport in the fucking world... That's the other thing. It's the most popular sport in the world. It is by far the most diverse sport in the world. Right. Um, I think, like, playing soccer with people from, like, a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different races and cultures, it's made me have, like, a lot of empathy for people, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been good friends with a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, like because of soccer. Like, that's kind of something that has, like, brought us together. But then at the same time, it's, like, ridiculously racist around the world. Right. Right. And this is going to sound, this is going to sound super elitist because, in my opinion, America is one of the most racist countries around. But I feel like it's because a lot of these countries. Like, you know, you go to, like, a Saudi Arabia-Iran match or some shit. Or, like, you know, yeah. Taiwan, Korea, like, all this you stuff. You don't have to, bro. You can just go to, like, a La Liga game. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah, dude. La Liga's bad, man. Yeah. La Liga is bad. Like, the amount of times that I've seen, like, you know... games in Russia. Those are, like, old fans. Right. And it's just because, like, they don't... The people, like, the normal average person, I feel like, doesn't think about, like, in a progressive way, like, the things they say that are, like, considered racist. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people say things and they're just, like... Oh yeah, I thought it, so I said it. But it's like you don't think about the perspective of the person on the other end of that comment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially at a sporting event, you're like in a stadium with forty thousand people. You're like, oh, like this isn't gonna harm anybody. Nobody's gonna know. But it's like you're being televised to the world, so everybody's gonna know yeah. now in this day and age. And when you throw a banana at a black soccer player, they're gonna know. Right. And they're not going to take it nicely because that's very racist. Dude, honestly, Danny Alves gets a banana thrown at him. And he picked it up and ate it. Picked it up, ate it, kept moving on. Russell Westbrook gets a little popcorn dumped on him. It's like, you would think somebody <laughs> slapped his mama. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Soccer players, I know they have a bad rap for being, like, pussies because of all the flopping and shit like that. But I think people are starting to notice that that comes in every sport. NFL, you see a lot more people flopping. Basketball obviously has a problem with people flopping. But soccer players are some of the toughest athletes in the world, dude. And it's because they have to go through shit like that. Not saying that other sports don't have athletes that go through shit like that. But, like, it's been a long time, and it's been bad for a long time. And there's still, like... Dude, think about it like this. Like, UEFA or FIFA or whatever has a whole, like marketing program where it's say no to racism and they hold up banners before every game and stuff like that's how bad it is in soccer like you see stuff in the nfl with like racism and political stuff like that but like in soccer dude it's like pretty much every game like there's some sort of motion to signal hey like this isn't acceptable in our our sport like we need to make it a point to say something because it's that bad yep all the time yeah it sucks so real quick, let's hop into the NHL. Um, we got Lightning in Montreal in the finals. Um, Lightning took game one, 5-1. You think they're going to run away with the series? I said it in last week's episode, dude, and I just have a weird feeling that the Lightning are going to win again. Like, I don't, have, I don't have enough hockey knowledge, like, outside of the Flyers to have a real opinion. Yeah, me either. But... I just have a weird feeling that the Lightning are kind of, like, in this weird, like, dynasty-esque, like, vibe right now, dude. I feel like the next three, two to three years, including this year and last year, like, they're just going to be there. They very well could be, dude. They got the Rays, who are fucking good. They got the Buccaneers, who just won the Super Bowl. The Lightning, who just won the Stanley Cup. And are about to win another, maybe. About to win another. They're obviously making a case for it. Um, is that the only major sports of Tampa? I mean, there's like other Florida teams, but no, dude, I think Tampa Bay is here to stay. And as much as I hate to say it, I think the Rays are going to surprise a lot of people. And I think obviously the Bucks with the team that they have, they're not, yeah. they're not going away anytime soon. He's a stud. He is a stud. He kind of, he kind of didn't come out of nowhere, but like he really popped off last, uh, last playoffs. And that kind of opened my eyes. So I was like, Oh shit, this kid's good. Like, mm-hmm. Switch gears. Let's hit up. What do you think with the new Dave? 
New Dave. Oh, man, dude. Jake and I were talking about this on the golf course, and he was like, dude, my dad and I watched it, and it was the funniest fucking thing. I thought, it, dude, the whole bit that... Like your dad would be fucking hilarious. Right, yeah, especially after doing a little toki-toki. Yeah. But, like, he was like, yeah, dude, like, it was good stuff, man. And I agree. I thought it was... Like, I was so confused for the first 10 minutes with the whole, like, you know, nude and butt stuff, and I was just like, where are they going with this? But they just kept it rolling and like into this whole bit where they call each other Chet and like the whole yeah, scene the whole where threw me off. the whole ch- I, dude Clay and I could not figure out if he was saying Check or Chet or Chad and it took us like a good five to ten minutes to figure out he was saying Chet and then the whole scene where him and the whole scene when they go into um we're talking with Gata and his boy and they're like yo it's just like we're not gay it's just like a funny like we just do it because it's funny like it's like, I don't know. And he was like, oh, a whole white privilege thing. And I was just like, dude, that's so true. He's like, you don't really have to worry about, like, you just make those jokes. You don't have to worry about, like, anything that they would have, like, the black people have to worry about with that type of stuff. Like, from his, coming from Gator's character. Yeah. I think and, um, saying, like, like, in the hood, you can't just, like, mess around and, like, show your homie your dick. On your man. Right. <laughs> like, that, like, that shit don't fly. Like, you can't do that. Right. Right. And then, um, he gets, um, his boy or whatever who's like an er like or a registered nurse i think he was emt emt and he's like um i'm gonna show you my butthole right now or whatever and like especially just yo what is that lump or whatever and like while he like finds out that he has like a cancerous lump on his butthole he's still in the bit where he's like calling little dicky chet and he's like chet i'm scared chet Chet." (laughs) he's like little dicky's like dude drop it like you're in serious trouble (laughs) yeah yeah uh, I thought it was good. I forget how how did it end? Oh yeah, when he pukes on Allie. He goes back to Allie's house and she's all like she got the little birthmark taken off her back, so she's all like pilled out and stuff. Yep. And he's like showering her in the back and then just pukes on her back. <laughs> and she's like she's like, Dave, what was that? And he just goes, Vomit <laughs> he tried to say it like all cheery, like Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, it was so good, man. Yeah, that was uh, episode. Um, um, I think that uh, what's his manager's name? What's that bull's name? Mike. Yeah, he was like hollering at the dude with the garbage, and the guy's like, "Are you the overviewer?" <laughs> the observer. He's like, Are you the observer, the yeah. And he's like, "No." And he was like, "Yeah, you are. How would you know? If you didn't know what the observer was, you would have said, I don't know what's that.'" And, <laughs> and then he's like going off on him, and he's like, "Because nobody cares." And then, he's like, why are you filming me? Because nobody cares? Like, and then he's like, oh. Alright, and it like throws the dog shit in his trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole, that whole thing started with uh, packing peanuts on the street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so LA, I feel like. Yeah. You got packing peanuts on the street. I'm going to leave you a note on your garbage can to let you know. This is bad for the environment. I got to let you know that you're not disposing of these properly. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I told you before we started this episode that I really, really fucking liked the new episode of Rick and Morty, but I want to hear what you thought. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good as the first one. It's like a mind fuck, but I kind of just got to the point where like, I just assumed that everybody was fake. Like the first, right. like, the first three times I like their family died. I was like, oh shit. It got you right. You're like, oh shit. This isn't. Yeah. Like, oh wait, there's actually just hella of them. None of these people are going to be the real people. They're all going to die. Right. Um, and honestly, at the end, I still didn't know who the fucking real people were. I think it was well, the, fake. 
the end they came out of those like costumes or whatever, right? Yeah, but then didn't those people die or something? They went, so they got out of their costumes, got in the spaceship, and then went down to the house where Rick had the hologram, and he was like saying, "All Ricks, like come fuck me up, I'll fight you or whatever." He went down there, and then he got so, killed. Yeah. They they all got killed, right? Huh? That was beforehand. No, yeah, no, like that happened, but the the at the end the um the Rick family that were in like those kind of like cute cartoony like suits or whatever like yeah. to take off, and then they get in a spaceship and go, and they're like, oh, I guess being like a uh, fake cartoon that's not threatened to kill anybody really paid off, and they get in a spaceship and go, and then they do die. I'm pretty sure they die. I think they do, but then at the very end, they're like in they're in uh, the spaceship all together. And they have space Beth. Yeah, and that's where I got confused. And then his watch goes off, and he's like, "Oh shit!" It's like, "Oh shit!" Decoy family. Yeah. Yeah. I was, dude. Yeah, like when that happened, I was like, "Bro, yo!" And then, did you see the, <laughs> you know, the little like Pinocchio version family of them? Yes. Where they all looked wooden. Did you see the little cutscene at the end? Or the Jerry part. With Jerry, where he's like turned into a little beaver holder for like the babies or whatever, <laughs> and he's like laying in the dam. <laughs> and then his head is like. At the staking of Christ to the cross, and he's like, yeah. Christianity again, bro? Yeah. Again? Why can't I die? Well, dude, that whole, like, the beginning of that episode got me because it, w- it started out with them, Rick and Morty, like, at the breakfast table, like, feasting down, and Beth walks in. She's like, damn, you guys are hungry. And Rick is like, yeah, we got a long day. We're going to go kill Christian God. And she's like, what? She's like, yeah, he's been sleeping up there for thousands of years. We're going to go, we're going to kill him mob style. And I was like, oh, what? where is this episode going? And then nothing. Like, just absolutely, like, yeah, super 180. Yeah, off the rails episode. She was funny. And then Jerry says something. So Beth's like, oh, Jerry, don't get worked up before your interview, blah, blah, blah. And oh, yeah. like, you have an interview? He's like, yeah, something's not right here. He's like, you have an interview? Is there something, does something sound off about that? And Rick's just, just like, uh, yeah, actually. Instantly dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was, because uh, they teased, like, when um, they're sitting on the couch, like, in the beginning of the episode, and they're like, I thought it was, like, an- a chance to have another uh, wacky episode, so I thought they were going to do, like, the new interdimensional cable episode, and I was like, yo, let's go, and then it was, like, the Wenwolf, and he was like, yeah, I never thought about the uh, why, who, where, what, and when part of the werewolf. <laughs> no, it was good, man. Every Every week, I'm just, like, more excited for the next episode. Yeah, every episode's good, that's why I don't miss. Literally does not miss. Um, all right, you want to hit on Logic's next take right quick? Or whatever. Of course. Has, I guess it just came out. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I hit you. Well, wait, so I want to hear, hear your initial thoughts because you didn't know that those songs already existed before. So, like, that's kind of cool that you got to listen to all those songs for the first time. Yeah. Like, I'm actually very jealous of that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just played it and, like, a bunch of, this, a bunch of the... Um, samples i was like yo i know this song right i know this song it it happened a lot probably like six or seven or eight of the songs i was like oh like i know this like i know this beat i know this yeah i know this beat so it was cool because it felt like a mixtape but it was like really well done um oh yeah it's like i feel like the quality goes down a bit but this was like it felt like it was like all like well, see, those songs, those songs sounded better like that because they were, he, like, mastered them to be on Apple Music and Spotify. Like, right, they didn't, right. like, they sounded good before that, but it was like you had to listen to, like, them on YouTube or SoundCloud or StatPiff or some shit like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, I thought it was really good. I really I liked it a lot. Um, Cassandra and I actually listened to it on our way down to look at houses, and she was like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." Yeah, and, and slaps. Even she was, and even she was like, "Oh, like I know this song. Like I know this beat." Oh, oh that's tight. Dude. Cause she's a big country guy, right? Yeah. That's dope. Um, what was your favorite song? Do you think? What? What was your favorite song? Um, I liked Inception. I liked Relaxation because that's that Forbidden Fruit. Beat. Forbidden Fruit, dude. You know what's funny is when you texted me and was like, "Yo, re- uh, Relaxation is the sample that Cole and Kendrick used on Forbidden Fruit," and I was like. I've never put that together, so I went back and listened to both songs, and was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like spot on, bro. Like yeah, it really is. The uh, Forbidden Fruit version of it is just pitched up. Like, it's just yeah, a little bit higher. Higher, yeah. Yeah. Where he's going, bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Is that the platinum? They're not even doing platinum. <laughs> They're not even doing platinum. That, the platinum, pla- pl- platinum watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. Um, the only song on there that wasn't the only song on there that wasn't new was the last one. It was Tokyo Nights. Yeah, that one was good too. I love that song, dude. Yeah. So good. Still, I'm still listening to Cole. Me too. I was listening to it on my way home. <laughs> yeah, I hopped in the car and I went to go pick up that burrito today, and um, that's just what was on. So I finished listening to the album. I listened to like half of it on the way there, like a few songs on the way back. And then I was like, I guess I gotta grab my speaker now so I can listen to the rest of this album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're like what a month and a half into the release of the off season, you would say, right? Yeah. A month. I don't know. Long enough. What? So when you play that album now, what is your first spin? Like, what song do you do? You just press shuffle, or do you pick up first song? Like, if I'm specifically. Picking a song, it's ninety five south every time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> gets me going. So hyped, bro. <laughs> Yeah, mine is, um, I always go 95 South, straight into Amari, and then I'll go to Punch in the Clock, um, and then I'll do Hunger on Hillside. And if I have time after that, it's usually like 100 mil, Pride is the Devil. I like all yeah. of them a lot. That's the Dude, thing. I, there's not one song where like, it comes on, I'm like, ah, skip. Like, I listen, like, if I press shuffle on the album, I will literally yeah. just sit there, yeah, I will literally sit there and listen to every song. Because they're all good. They all have, like, different but impactful meanings. Right. The beats are all fire. Like, the bars are all fire. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I'm getting, to the, I'm getting to the point now, like, where I've listened to it so much that I, I like, know the words to most songs. Yeah, it's so it's, like, even, it's even more hype, dude. Because I'm just sitting there, and I'm, like, fucking by myself in my car, just, like, letting it rip to J. Cole. And I'm, like, bro, I feel like J. Cole right now. It's just fire. I am J. Cole. <laughs> am J. Cole. My name is Johnny. Call me Johnny, Johnny Cole. <laughs> One day, Johnny, you'll be there. Yeah, maybe. We'll be calling you the goat like they call Chief Keith Sosa. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about, like, my music career and stuff. And, like, I just, I would be so happy if I could just get to a point where I'm, like, not famous like that, but, like, enough to, like, live off of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be the most famous person ever to be happy. Like, if I just have, a like, enough, like, you know, like, uh, who's a good example? Um, do you know who Chris Webby is? Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Yeah, like, or, like, dude, even him, like, he's some nerdy white rapper, but, like, even if I just had a following of, like, his satire, whereas, like, 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 a hundred and, right, like, Mike Studd is perfect, like, if I can just be, like, 
that and make you know be able to live off of what i make off my music and still make music for people that's going to make them happy i'll be fine i don't need no goat status like i know i'm not going to be better than any of the people that have been top five top ten now it's not a good attitude but it's realistic bro like i'll just be happy making music for a small amount of people to enjoy and as long as i can make money off of it i'm happy <laughs> you don't even have to buy it bro you're getting a fucking first edition straight off the press or however they make those motherfuckers uh yeah probably not from the same <laughs> buy my album straight off the press the only thing is you have to read it and not listen to it <laughs> yeah i gonna give you uh yeah just a, a script of the lyrics yeah <laughs> And you know, make up, make the beats up in your head. I leave it. I leave most of my music to your imagination. That'd be so funny. All right, you want to talk about this draft and hop out of here. Let's get it. Maybe play some cello after this. <laughs> you already know, boy. All right. Um. So we're doing this uh, this dynasty fantasy football draft, and um. It's By the way, before you get started, I just want to let you know that Jake, Clay, and I have gone through social hell this weekend regarding our draft because all the boys, the night we had everybody over at our house, all the boys were like glued to their phones, just straight up drafting and talking nonstop about fantasy football. And everybody in the house was so, they're like, yo, like Riley had to sit us down and be like, yo, you guys have been talking about this draft for three hours. Like, can we please yeah. talk about something else? And we're like, all right, all right. Then we'd go 15 minutes and it'd be like, and Clay would be like, yo, but like James Conner, like good value in this round. And then Jake and I would just get sucked in and then they'd have to be like, yo, guys, 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 you're doing it again. <laughs> that's how much this draft has consumed our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, there's no stopping it. taking mine too much. I don't know. I feel like I had a decent squad, but it's not great. So we're doing this draft. It's a dynasty draft. It's me, Johnny, Clay, Jake, Emery, Mayo. I think that's it. Handful of knuckleheads that we don't know. Um, it's a 10-team league. It's a 10-team league, half PPR, but it's a super flex. So you can put quarterback in your, in your third flex. There's, it's two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two regular flexes, wide receiver, running back, tight end, and then one super flex, wide receiver, running back, tight end, quarterback. So if you don't start a second quarterback, pretty much you're a knucklehead. Right. Um, so it's a little bit different, and it's a dynasty. It's not a redraft, so it's it's a little different. But so we're in this we're in this draft, and it's not done yet. But uh, here's what we got so far. So Johnny, at quarterback, the eighth pick. At quarterback, I'm not going pick by pick. I'm going to go position by position. Oh, okay, okay. At quarterback, right now he's got Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, and Mac Jones. And at running back, he's got Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, big Miles guy. Robert big Miles Jones guy. Jamal Williams. At wide out, he's got Tyreek, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Robbie Anderson, Christian Kirk, Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones the second. And at tight end, he's got Kyle Pitts, Logan Thomas, and Blake Jarwin. Um, what do you think about your team? I this I this might be my favorite fantasy team that I've ever drafted dynasty wise, obviously, because I got a lot of young guys, but I'm yeah, second dynasty, but my favorite team. No, dude, I'm happy with it, man. I did not know what to expect getting the, uh, from the eighth pick in the first round. 
But Jonathan Taylor fell to me, and I didn't even hesitate, man. Like, I was like, obviously, it's a super flex league. A lot of quarterbacks are going to go first. But, like, you get to a point after four or five quarterbacks where it kind of falls off. So I was like, all right, I can either waste my first draft pick, my first round pick on a QB and get the same guy I can get five rounds from now. Or I can just, like, start stacking young guys. And so that's the way I went. I went Jonathan Taylor first overall. And honestly, he was a stub last year, dude. I think him and Carson Wentz are going to really have something this year. Yeah, I like the JT pick a lot. Like I told you, I was looking at Dak and JT. That's what I was hoping to get at the turn. It was you were up, and I was like, all right, two picks to me. I'm I'm number 10 at the turn. Maybe I can go Dak and JT. You take JT, the kid picking ninth takes Dak. Takes Dak. (laughs) And you know what's funny is – I feel like him, me and him were either going to pick, because I was stuck, I was like Jonathan Taylor or Dak Prescott. Those are my two options, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'll just lay my trust in another QB. And... Because you got to think that I'm going to pick a quarterback there. Right. in my head, I'm like, I got to go quarterback, because if I can't, if I don't pick a quarterback here, I'm not picking a quarterback until the third or fourth round. You know what I mean? Right. I, I know you and even later than that, but I didn't want all those quarterbacks to go off the board. I wanted to get a good young stud. So I wanted Herbert in the first round. First that's round. a good pick. That's a good pick. As as somebody who had him last year, like that's a good pick. He's gonna be a stud. I took I took Justin Herbert and then with him I took Alvin Kamara, those two. I'm a little iffy on the Kamara, but I think he'll be all right. Well, they're not gonna have a quarterback this year, so I feel like he's he's gonna be I mean they'll have a quarterback obviously, yeah. but it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, so you're gonna yeah, be straight. Right. So, so at quarterback, you got Tannehill, Wentz, Mac Jones. How do we feel about that? Um, pretty happy. Um, I'm kind of putting a lot of eggs in my basket on Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz again. Yeah. Um, but you know him and Frank Reich, like we've seen what they can do together before, so I kind of trust that process. Mac Jones, team. Mac Jones, uh, was kind of a uh, you know him and Cam Newton. I saw are gonna have like a legitimate battle for QB1 this year. And you got to think it's Mac Jones in at least in like two or three years. It's him. Right, right. This Dynasty League, you got to think Cam Newton's not going to be there longer than I think Cam two years now from now. Yeah, he still hasn't been picked. And even even then, dude, like Mac Jones is just a quarterback that I can throw on my bench until maybe he starts to really get hot. Yeah. And then, you know, I can value him with Carson Wentz. Because Ryan Tannehill's going to be a stud, I think. He's got Julio Jones... AJ Brown, like not worried about him at all. I had him last year for a little bit, and he was good. I think he was like QB eleven in PPR last year. Dude, and if you look at Tannehill after week four, week four was the Titans bye. Weeks one, two, and three, AJ Brown didn't play. So from week five on, when AJ Brown was healthy, my man's was popping off. Four, fantasy quarterback two. Yeah, dude, exactly. And I think I picked him up, or I either picked him up or I traded. I think I traded him with Nick, but it was like week six or seven by that point. Yeah. And he didn't have a single, like, he, he. I think his worst week was like 17 points or something like that. Yeah, stud, stud. Yeah, I like him not, not complaining. Um, so then at running back, you got JT, Miles Sanders, Gaskin, Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams. I mean, that's a good start, bro. You got, like, JT and Sanders are young. Ronald Jones is, like, 22. I got him in our other league, but I don't know if I love him as a dynasty. I don't know, like that. He hasn't made well, see, that was my thing. That was my thing. I had Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders already. They're both young studs. Yeah. Like, adding one more as, like, maybe a flex guy, flex two guy, not going to be a bad option. Like, he's yeah. he, he he's the either – he's not – I feel like 
he's not going to be the guy that gets a million touches, but he's going to make his touches important. Like he's he, he's the guy that can break out a sixty-five yard touchdown run. So you know what I mean? And Jamal Williams, he was in Green Bay last year. Now he's in Detroit. I think yep. Good look for him, bro. Um, yeah. They got DeAndre Swift there, but I don't think DeAndre Swift, he didn't run away with the starting position last year. Um, so I think Jamal Williams definitely has an opportunity to go in there and, and do some work even even now. You're right. And then if, right. if something happens to DeAndre Swift, his value goes through the roof. At least it gets a little higher, I guess. Right. And Jamal Williams was behind Aaron Jones last year in Green Bay, and he still had a solid season. Like, he still produced. So, you know, maybe him having a chance at – because, you know, he wasn't going to beat out Aaron Jones for the top spot. But, like, now he's either going to give DeAndre Swift a reason to really fucking up his game or he's going to take over that role right? and kind of just, like, do his thing. It could be like a, like a 1A, 1B instead of a 1-2, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so then at wide out, you got Tyreek, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Robbie Anderson, who you sniped from me, Christian Kirk, Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones Jr. Pretty solid. I think Tyreek and uh, Jamar are going to be nice right off the jump. Yeah, Jamar Chase was, I was pretty high on. I was happy to get him. Tyreek, obviously, he's a fucking stud. Um, but I feel like I have a good mix. Like my last few picks, I think the last person I picked was Marvin Jones, and then before that was Robbie Anderson. Um, Robbie Anderson's only 28, so, like, he's still got a solid few years left. And he's back with uh, Sam Darnold, who is with Right, him. and a whole different offense. So, like, I'm excited to see where that goes. Marvin Jones is kind of just, like, was, like, an old reliable pick. He's 31. Yeah, I don't expect to have him. Jacksonville, so it's like... Right, he's got Trevor Lawrence. Um, who's the other wide receiver? DJ Chark. A whole new, whole new system. Yeah, and he's been in Detroit for a while. Yeah. If he was still in Detroit and it was like he's the only one that knows the system and Jared Goff is going to hyper-target him, which would happen, Yeah, I would love it. But I just think he's going to Jacksonville as an old head. They have some good athletic receivers, right? And then it's Trevor Lawrence, you don't really know. Urban Meyer in his new system, you don't really know. a lot. I have him in our other Dynasty League. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's a solid pick, but – He's kind of he was kind of my my whole thing with picking him was like all right this is going to be a great safe play to cover any sort of injury that I get for the next year or two. Yeah. Like he's a great guy to just plug in if someone's hurt like in my flex spot or like my wide receiver three spot or whatever. Like he'd just be a safe play. I think Christian Kirk is a shit pick. I think he's a bum. Yeah, that was more of me just kind of hoping that um it he kind of opens up with DeAndre Hopkins getting double teamed and shit like that. Jarvis is fine. No no real long-term value there, but you're going to be able to plug and play him this year. Yeah, it's kind of the same boat as Marvin Jones. Yeah. And then at tight end, dude, Pitts, Logan Thomas, Blake Jarwin. I don't. I think Logan Thomas is not going to be as good as he was last year. Um, no? Well, yeah, Fitzy. From, from listening to podcasts and shit, what I've been hearing is like his um, touchdown catch percentage was like ridiculous. Like, he hit, like, such a high percentage of his receptions were touchdowns. So, it's like, you got to expect that there's going to be some kind of, like, negative regression there where he comes down to more of an average number. And right. No more Alex Smith, who that's, like, you know, one of the things with J.D. McKissick is, like, Alex Smith was the one dumping the ball to him. Alex right. Smith was on target and tight ends. Fitzpatrick isn't really a tight end targeter. No, nah, he's a fucking go big or go home type of gunslinger guy. But I think, you know, Kyle Pitts, obviously, that should be a good pick. That's what everybody thinks is going to be a good pick. Yeah. Blake Jarwin, I liked him a lot last year. I mean, he got yeah. 
he comes back healthy. Um, right. But I like him. You got a good little squad. I, I'm very happy with the team that I uh, I, I built. I'm, I'm got high hopes this year. So I got Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold as my quarterbacks. And then I have Alvin Kamara, J.K. Dobbins, Javonta Williams, A.J. Dillon, James Conner, Phelp, Lindsey as my running backs. C.D. Lamb, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims as my wideouts. Goddard, Cole Komet, and Tyler Higby at tight end. And honestly, I don't love it. I like your uh, – uh, what's his name? Denzel Mims, dude. I think he, he, he has potential – yeah, he does have to be a stud, I think. I was between him for my last pick, him and or whatever round you took him in. The pick I had before you, I was I was kind of sitting on him for a minute. Yeah, I was between him and a couple other guys, but I don't know. I mean, I think Justin Herber, or Herber, I think he'll be fine for a while, right? Yeah. Matt Ryan, he's got a couple years left. He's going to throw for forty five hundred. Right. Sam Darnold, I think he has like potential to kind of like bloom in Carolina. I always liked his talent and hated Adam Gase. So maybe now that he's not with Adam Gase, we can get some going. But then I really right. back, dude. Kamara, stud. J.K. Dobbins, he's all right. Javonta Williams, I think, is going to be the next guy in Denver, and they have a really good offensive line. So I like him for the future. Yeah. J.K. Dillon, honestly, why did I fucking even pick him? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be good for the next year or so. Um, he, I think he's going to be the number one guy in Arizona. I think he's going to get the goal line work, so I think there's value there. Right. See, dude, I always liked him. I think he's got a good chance to kind of be the guy in Houston. I know David Johnson's there, but, like, David Johnson's old. You know yeah, an injury prone. I don't think that it's, like, a far-fetched possibility that Philip Lindsay is, like, the guy in, in Houston this year. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I think I wouldn't even think about taking David Johnson right now. No. And then at wideout, dude, CD Lamb for the future, Allen Robinson right now, and for the future. He's a little old, but like maybe Justin Fields coming in will like rejuvenate his career. Well, he's only what, like 28, 29? 28, I think. Yeah, that's not bad. He's still got a good three or four years. Cortland Sutton, I think that's a little bit of a risky pick, but I think he's got big upside. But I mean, he got quarterback issues, bro. Yeah, big quarterback <laughs> issues. <laughs> Chase Claypool's all right. Uh, Rager, I'm I'm upset that I took Rager because now I have Goddard and Rager, and I wanted to get Kenneth Gainwell, but he actually went before I was gonna pick him. So yeah, I don't want to put too many of my eggs into the Eagles' basket, but uh, right, you can't do that as a fan. Right. Um, and then Denzel Mims, I think he's fine. I think he's got potential. We'll see. He's a big. He's he. Denzel Mims is a big play guy. Like he can break out for an eighty-five yard touchdown reception and have one catch all game, but he'll still have you thirteen points. Exactly. Yeah. He can make it happen. And right. And dude, I got Goddard, who I think is nice. Tyler Higby, who I think will be good this year, and then Cole Komet, who's like twenty-two or twenty-three on the Bears. But yeah. Like, his athletic profile is really good, so I think him and Justin Fields are both so young they can have like a good career together for the next few years. You know what I mean? Right. No, nah, dude, your squad's not bad. Nah. I feel like you got a good mix of young and win now type guys. Yeah. I like your team better. I like your running back room a lot better than mine. Yeah, I was happy uh, with my running back selections. 
Miles Sanders and JT, man, like I can't complain for a dynasty yeah, league. Sanders, I had him last year in redraft, and he's hit or miss. I I got him in our other dynasty league, and I'm like not super thrilled about it. Just cause yeah, like, him, not just him, but like the Eagles, they tend to let me down, and then <laughs> yeah, let me down. yeah, yeah. especially it's nothing worse than watching uh, NFL Sunday, watching the birds play, and like you have two or three players in that. Yeah. In that mix, and the birds are getting shit on, and your players are doing nothing. And it's just double pain. Or I'm watching Red Zone, and I haven't seen a fucking birds highlight. <laughs> right, right. And if you have seen a birds highlight, it's usually against on the them. Defensive end getting <laughs> right. Trash. Now nah, I'm excited for this year's fantasy league, man. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be fun. A lot of different leagues. This is gonna be fun. I love yeah. fantasy football. For sure. All right, bro. Good talking to you. A good. Is uh is is that the the finish of season one, episode two. Season one, episode two. Call it a wrap. Call it a wrap, baby. Same time next week. You know we'll be back. Yeah, you find us on. Uh, we got Apple Podcasts. We got Spotify Podcasts. We trying to get on the uh, Google Podcasts. Working on that one. It's a little, little, you know, technical difficulties, as they say. But right. we're on YouTube random roommates on there and shit. So go find us, like, subscribe, leave a five star review. No, I don't care if you think it's a four. No, nah, no, nah, fuck the five star review. We want to break the barrier. We want a six star review. Or one. If we could be like <laughs> any sort of review, <laughs> just give us a review. One star reviews, but like the description is like super dope, and then maybe we could be like the most viewed one star podcast. I think. Hey, that's a that's a niche market that has not been tapped into yet. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> the shittiest podcast of all time. <laughs> Uh, all right guys uh, you later. yeah thanks for tuning in doses peace